past, present, and future. So we cannot present ourselves a living sacrifice one time and be done with it. It is something that has to be done often. It is something that has to be done every day, repeatedly, time after time after time. So the title of the sermon, Give Up, literally means that we have to give up. You guys know, you watch these old cowboy movies and even the new cop dramas and everything, and, and they'll want to take off running from the cops. And they'll say, stop or I'll shoot. Well, a lot of times they'll want to keep running or they'll turn around and start trying to shoot back. But eventually, what happens, they run out of bullets, the cops still have bullets, and the guy throws out his gun and says what? I give up! Don't shoot! You guys realize that similarly, we are constantly being pursued by a loving God that wants the very best from us or for us. He tells us in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to help you. But because we take back the control, we want it our way and not God's way, and so we run from Him. And He pursues us until He gets us to a point where we say, I give up. I can't take it anymore. That's exactly what happened to me when I came to know Christ as my Savior. I literally said that. I can't take it anymore. I have to do this. Because I am tired of running. I am tired of fighting. When we get to that point, God wants us to get to that point. The Holy Spirit gets us to that point that we say, I give up. And we willingly and gladly lay ourselves at the feet of Jesus as a living sacrifice. We give up the control of our lives. We give up our desires. We give up our dreams, our plans, our time, our anger, our bitterness, our hatred. We give it all up. And we lay it at the feet of Jesus. But then you go to verse 2. It says, not conformed, but transformed. Look at what it says here. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. What that is telling us is this. 
is that we don't need to be like a lot of other Christians, a lot of other churches. The term that's used now is woke. Literally what he is saying, do not be conformed to this world, is don't let what's going on in society change you or sway you or change your theology or change what you think my word says or how you interpret my words. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The word of God does not need interpretation. The word of God stands on its own because the word of God is the living, breathing word of our God. He spoke it. He said it. He, he had it put down. He inspired. Now, when that word inspired, it means God breathed. He inspired all these different individuals that wrote the, 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 the 66 books in the Bible over a series of hundreds of years. He inspired them. And that word inspired means God breathed. It is the same meaning as when God breathed life into Adam. He inspired Adam. He breathed life into him. It's that same word of what he did to have this Bible written. And he inspired the, the, the people that gathered together at the different conferences that, that took and compiled what books were to be included in the Holy Scriptures. This is not an accident. This is not a series of myths. This is not a fairy tale. This is God's Word. This is perfect. This does not have any gray areas in it. This doesn't need to change. It is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I was challenged one time by a, a former colleague that I worked with that says, you cannot tell me that if the Bible was written today, it would not be different. And I would say, the Bible may look different, but the messages and the teachings would all be the same. Because we are in... He's like, what message is that? And I said, that God created us to have a relationship with us and He needed to show us that we couldn't measure up to what He needed or wanted because of our sin. And so He had to send His Son to die for us because we weren't going to measure up any other way. And he, he renewed, even though we were the ones that broke that relationship with Him, He sent the one that could renew that relationship with Him. And He died for us. He came back on the third day. He went back to be with the Father and we're waiting for Him to come back and get us for the final time. None of that would change. He didn't like that answer. But that's the truth. 
what God shares with us in the Bible is so that we don't conform to this world. That we are not swayed by what society says. Have you guys noticed over the last several years, actually within the last 55 years, I guess, since, I, since I've been born, because I've seen it happen, is that what used to be right is now wrong, and what was wrong is now right. And not only right, it's celebrated. Where you can have a, a, a football player like Tim Tebow that kneels in prayer and gets criticized for that. But then you can have a man that was on the Wheaties box become a woman, and he is made woman of the year. And he's not even a woman. I'm going to tell you people, I'm not slamming, but he's too ugly to be a woman. I'm going to tell you something. There is a, a woman, I'm putting that in parentheses, that got a sex change operation and is now a man. And she now runs an organization fighting against this gender reassignment therapy and surgeries that, that, that people are pushing for children and adolescents. He, th this woman is a man. And she said this in an interview, when I die and they dig up my bones, every thing about me at that point will tell them that I am a woman. My DNA, my bone structure, they will be able to look at my hips and say, that's a woman because she's given birth by the way my pelvis is shaped. Everything about that will tell them that I am a woman. But I have a bunch of doctors that tell me since I had this surgery, I am no longer a woman, I am a man. She says, I am a woman regardless of what they did. And she's receiving death threats. Because she bought into the lie and now she's discovered the truth and she's stuck. And she's fighting against it and she is being harassed to the point where she's receiving death threats. Don't be conformed. That's what that verse is telling us. Don't be conformed. Don't accept what is being pushed at you. Don't water down the message because people don't want to hear it. Don't change what you think Scripture says because it doesn't fit with what you want. Don't be conformed. But then he doesn't leave it at that. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. And he even tells us how, by the renewing of your mind. I spoke about being renewed last week. <clears throat> you see, when we accept Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit begins to work in us, and the Bible tells us that in 1 Corinthians, it tells us that what? We are a new creation. Old things are gone, new things have come. If we're in Christ, we are a new creature. Part of that new creature, not only do we receive a new heart, a clean heart, but we are renewed in our mind. The way we think about things have changed. The way we see things have changed. 
Because we have been renewed. Our minds have been renewed through the blood of Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And part of that renewing, we are able then to look at things and see them in a way that we've never seen them before. Where we can look at God's Word and understand it. That we start thinking with the mind of God and look at godliness. You know, honestly, listen, I'm going to tell you something. There are things that I used to see a certain way and then when I became a Christian, I started seeing them in a totally different way. You know, there are things that I used to look at when I was younger and I would see it one way and I see it totally different now. I remember thinking, well, when I have kids, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. Guess what? (laughs) I love getting told by people that have no children how I should and shouldn't raise my children, how I should act toward them. And I just look at them and laugh. Yeah, come back and see me when you got three of them running around at your house. I, I remember being a youth pastor and parents just looking at me and shaking their heads. And then I got married. They looked at me a little different. But when, they found, when I finally had children of my own, and especially when Pete Churchard would find out I got six, they're like, okay, you're going to understand what we deal with. Once we accept Christ and we have that renewed mind, we start seeing things the way God looks at them. We can't be conformed. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can prove and we know what God's will is for us. Church, we need to to be transformed. We need to, 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 as a church, we have to have a renewed mind that we will know where it is God is pointing us and what His will for our church is. We have to be able to do that. We cannot be a living sacrifice. And we cannot have a renewed mind and be transformed on our own. We can't do it. Both of those are only accomplished through the mercies of God. Through the gift of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we forget how important Jesus is. Sometimes we get so busy in being a church that we forget what it means to be a Christian. What it means to be a disciple of Jesus. 
I actually looked up the definition in the Webster's Dictionary of sacrifice. There were stuff it said about offering something to a deity and everything. This is like the third definition, but this one struck with me. Destruction or surrender of something for the sake of something else. Destruction or surrender of something for the sake of something else. Church, my question is this. What are you giving up? What are you surrendering for the sake of the Gospel? Are you still holding on to things that's keeping God from being able to use you where you are? Are you holding on to things that's keeping God from being able to minister to you? Just give up. Just give up. Lay it down. Give up and ask God to take it and just give it to Him. Because He is the one that can fix it. He is the one that can take it and make something great out of it. He is the one that can use us, imperfect people, to accomplish something great. And I'm going to steal from Paul. I urge you, by the mercies of God, give up. Don't tie a a knot in the end of your rope and hang on. Give up and let God deal with it. I urge you, I beg you, give up. And as we sing this song, this is a song of invitation. I surrender all. Whatever God is telling you to do, Don't leave this place without doing it today. If you need to come and pray at the altar, if you need to sit down and and pray, if you need to go talk to somebody, if you need to come and say, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Savior and I want to know Him, don't leave without doing it. Myself and several other people in this congregation will be more than happy And and actually, it would be their pleasure to introduce you to their Savior. If you're looking for a place to worship, and God is telling you this is where you need to belong, this is your opportunity right now to come forward and join our fellowship. Whatever it is God is asking you to do, don't leave without taking care of it now as we sing this song. Would you stand as we sing 275, I Surrender All.
Thank you for being here this week. Listen to what God is telling you. And everything that we do, who's guiding you? Are there areas that you need to surrender to Him? Look at those this week.
Listen to what God is telling you. Thank you for being here today. Don't forget, Wednesday night, Bible study here in the, in the sanctuary as well as in the youth building. Just FYI, we are having issues with the church email and the internet is down in the youth building. We cannot access our emails from anywhere right now. Um, Spectrum is aware of this. They're working on it and hopefully it will resolve shortly. But if you need to get in contact with us, our cell phone numbers, all our contact numbers are in the bulletin as well as Nancy is here in the church office from 10 to 2 every day, Monday through Friday, that you can call in. As of right now, our phones are still working. We still have internet. We just don't have email. So uh, just remember that. Also, the breakfast this coming Saturday, invite your friends, $8, still $8, a plate, uh, all you can eat. Um, but come and join us from 7 until about 9.30ish or until they sell out. So um, hope everybody can come help for that. All the proceeds go to help the Baptist men as well as the church and WMU also. So uh, just come and, and, and help support those, those ministries. And I'm going to ask, Whitey Green is our Deacon of the Week, but I'm going to ask Jim, since he's already up there on stage, if he would dismiss us in prayer. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for uh, allowing me the freedom to, to go spend some time with my mom and dad in Florida. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And just pray for all those other crazies that will be traveling up and down 95 while I'm on the road with them because I'm going to try to get there as fast as I can, so I don't want to cause any wrecks. Don't speed like Santa? No. Oh, Sandra. Yeah, I'm not going to do like lead foot coming through Bowling Springs. <laughs> so, but thank you for being here, and may God bless you. Would you pray with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being in our midst. Thank you for enabling us with the Spirit. And I just ask that you'd help us to surrender. Help us to give up. Help us to lay it all at your feet and to trust that you've got it. And we just need to let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path and boldly proclaim the truth regardless of how it's received. And just know that you've got it and you'll be back soon. And we just need to keep our eyes on you. I pray our special uh, blessing upon Artie as he travels now, him and his family, and get him safely to his destination. And we just thank you for all the blessings we enjoy here at Crestview. In Christ's name, amen.